0: Cole Anthony, one of the most important, entertaining, and valuable players in college basketball, is going to be off the court for at least a month. So you know what we had to do. Fire up the sirens. Let's go. Hey there, it's Gary Parish. It's Tuesday,
1: December 17, 2019. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball podcast where we sometimes discuss camel fighting and Leaky Black, Matt Norlander, is here with me. And breaking news from the sport of college basketball this afternoon. Cole Anthony, five-star freshman at North Carolina, is expected to miss four to six weeks after undergoing an arthroscopic procedure on his right knee. He had a partially torn meniscus, and so Roy Williams had big problems already, Norlander. Uh, the Tar Heels had lost three straight. For the last five, coming off a home loss to Wofford, in which Anthony did not play. And now, according to North Carolina, they're going to be without him for
0: the next four to six weeks. Things have been better in Chapel Hill. They've seen better days in Chapel Hill. Many better days here. And, yeah, how about a little uh, quickie emergency pod for you? Um, Parrish, my first thoughts on seeing this was, uh, where that North Carolina is going to be in danger here uh, of not making the NCAA tournament, six and four right now. Uh, you know, clearly the Roy Williams era has been outstanding uh, since he since he arrived there. But only once since he got there did they not make the tournament, and that was 2009, 2010. That team went 20 and 17, five and 11 in the ACC. Uh, that team had. Larry Drew, Ed Davis, Tyler Zeller was a sophomore, John Henson was a freshman, Leslie McDonald was a freshman, Dexter Strickland was a freshman on that team. Uh, that's the only time that North Carolina has not made the NCAAs under Roy Williams. In the non-conference that season, went 11-4. and Right now, UNC is in a lot of—it's in a lot of hurt here. Cole Anthony, uh, we and the frosh watch that updated on Tuesday on uh, CBS we still by narrow margin still had Cole Anthony as the third most uh, statistically impressive freshman of the season, uh, but now. At six and four, it, it took the loss at home without him. Got to play at Gonzaga Wednesday, and then you know we will preview and talk more about Carolina later in the week from Las Vegas in advance of the CBS Sports Classic on Saturday, when UNC uh, lucks out in a sense in that it doesn't have to face Ohio State or Kentucky, the two best teams of the four in the CBS Sports Classic. It gets UCLA, and even at this point, we'll find out if UCLA is even the worst of the four here. So. Yeah, it's certainly rough. Cole Anthony is a uh, is the most significant contributor to that team. And right now, without him, you know, I want to talk about a couple things quickly here, Parrish, as we do uh, do the emergency pod. But that was, I, I know it might be a little premature, but you don't know have him for six weeks. That's not insignificant. That means he's coming back, what, like January 22nd, maybe January 18th at the earliest. Uh, they, they're lucky that most of the games are at home upcoming after these next two. But if I'm a UNC fan, I have real concern about even making the tournament this year. Okay. So four
1: weeks is January 14th. Six weeks is January 28th. And I'll ride you through the schedule momentarily. First, just some bullet points on Cole Anthony. Again, consensus, five-star prospect. Um, Real candidate to be the number one pick in the 2020 NBA draft, projected by basically everybody to be a top four pick. He was averaging 19.1 points, 6.3 rebounds, 3.6 assists, and 1.9 steals per game. Roy Williams offered a quote earlier today. It read this way, obviously not having a player of Cole's caliber will be a tremendous challenge to our young team, but we have to play. No one player is going to replace the production Cole Anthony gives us, so it's up to everyone who puts on a North Carolina jersey, to raise his game and help our team play better, end quote. For what it's worth, if you're trying to figure out just how um, devastating this is and and probably will be for North Carolina, although I do have some good news momentarily, um, the, the person who started at point guard for North Carolina on Sunday, do you even know who it is, Norlander?
0: I don't know who started. Cause we were podcasting, so I don't. When, we, when this happened, when they lost to Wofford, it was mid-podcast, so I don't even know who started at point guard for him.
1: You won't know when I tell you his name.
0: Okay.
1: KJ Smith.
0: Okay. You've never so, heard sounds of like you just Smith. made it up, actually. So, what else you got?
1: He's a walk-on.
0: Oh my they, gosh!
1: So they literally go from a top-five NBA draft pick. To a walk-on, like that could not happen anywhere else in the country.
0: That's bad. Like, yeah, like,
1: like Memphis. Memphis loses James Wiseman for 12 games, and they start Isaiah Maurice. Okay, he's not good, but he's not a walk-on. <laughs> he's a real. He's a real player. So I, I don't know what Roy plans to do. You know, Wednesday at Gonzaga, or this weekend in the CBS Sports Classic. But but think about how drastic that is to go from having. At, as your primary ball handler, maybe the number one pick in the NBA draft, to to a walk on, and I'm not trying to uh, d- diminish or, or or goof on KJ Smith. I'm sure he's a nice young man. He is a walk on who is now p- taking over the starting position that Cole Anthony has just had to leave. That's pretty wild.
0: That's, re- I mean, yeah, I, it's it's also, you know. Devastating might not be too harsh of a term here because the issue is like, you know, Cole was not an efficient player. That deserves mentioning here. His offensive rating at Kempom, 93.8, not good. Effective field goal percentage, just 44.1, shooting 35% from three, a miserable 37.8 from two. But he still made everything around that team go. And this UNC team uh, doesn't run as much as it should, isn't as fast as it should, is, is not good from the field. Uh... Thankfully, it's decent around the offensive glass. It's really what's kept it, even to this point, uh, as respectable as it's been. And my goodness, that win over Oregon uh, is is the lone bright spot right now because and UNC could have easily lost the game. If it did, it'd be a 5-5 five and five team. And I think the calls you know, for, uh, for NIT are worse would be even louder right now. That Oregon win is aging quite nicely. But this is a near-impossible spot for UNC traveling across the country, playing at Gonzaga, operating like a team that's as good as any in the sport right now. And other thing here, and if you want to circle back to Carolina, you can perish, but as, as this broke, the other thing that popped to mind, uh, not good for college hoops. James Wiseman, not for injury, but for eligibility, not been on the floor. Cole Anthony, it was Wiseman and Anthony, by far and away, uh, the two most highly publicized and anticipated freshmen in college hoops. Are missing significant swaths of the schedule here. Just not good for college basketball. And then you've got oh by the way, Miles Powell for injury, but another you know player of the year type. He's also you know out indefinitely. That's a, a, the latest update that came Monday night from Seton Hall. So um, yeah, just obviously a major bummer. But it's it's not ideal for college basketball to have three of its seven or eight most high-profile players in the sport missing significant amount of times. And because of that, Carolina and Seton Hall specifically, like their seasons are spiraling here. Seton Hall, if he doesn't win at Maryland, is going to be in a very similar spot to UNC. So, yeah, we've seen some early effects of uh, eligibility or otherwise taking uh, big impacts on some big programs.
1: No, I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out. It's something I thought of immediately as well, and I'll take it a step further. Right now, we're operating um, for roughly the next month at least um, with – and Wiseman's back, I think January twelfth, but you, you get the point. Without James Wiseman and Cole Anthony, maybe the top two picks in the NBA draft. Last year, we lose Darius Garland, Bobo, and lost Zion for five games in conference. Year before that, lose Michael Porter Jr. So this is becoming a thing in college basketball. Consensus at least at one point projected top ten picks. I know Bobo didn't end up there, but at the time he got hurt, he was a projected lottery pick. And um, suddenly he's gone. And so college basketball uh, perhaps for uh, just unlucky reasons as you point out with Wiseman eligibility issues but either way we've lost now um, year after year after year some of the best players for for not insignificant amounts of time
0: yeah and for Anthony I mean it's a knee issue I hope he can get right and healthy I mean he's a super competitor um, they will need him uh, I'm going to just play this out real quick the schedule. So let's just say let's I'm going to play it safe cuz it's a knee and he did have to go under the knife. All right, 6 and 4, Gonzaga, call it a loss, 6 and 5. I'm going to say UNC beats UCLA on Saturday. 7 and 5, home to Yale, home to Georgia Tech, home to Pitt, and home to Clemson in the next 4 after that. So 7 and 5 I will even give UNC the benefit of having its coach, who's one of the best, real talent, but they're still going to lose one. So put me at 10-6. and six. Then they are at Pittsburgh. I'm just going to call that a loss. So I'm going to say UNC heading into the road game against Virginia Tech, which I – it's my guess. I think that's the the earliest that we will see – Anthony back. Maybe he's back in time for the Clemson game. Who knows? But I, I don't think that's going to be the case. 10-7 and seven overall. And if that's the case, Carolina, which, by the way, opened in the net rankings at 95, way down there. It's just going to be well behind the eight ball there. Um, and as I said, that stuff right there, just a quick throwaway thought. Clemson has never won at UNC. And it doesn't have a great Clemson team this season, but if, you, if, if you're if you ever going to do it, could this be the year that it actually can happen when Cole Anthony isn't on the floor? That'll be something that you'll hear more about as we get closer to that game on January 11th. But, yeah, I'll project out 10-7, and seven, and if he doesn't return, even then, at Virginia Tech, home to Miami, and then at NC State, it is, uh, it is very tough sledding, and this has obviously become one of the more challenging seasons of Roy Williams' career.
1: I guess tough sledding because it's going to be tough sledding no matter the schedule, if you are a team that was already struggling, now you've lost your most important player, one of the best players in the country. I mean, keep in mind, UNC entered this season with high expectations, but without the top five scores from last season. And that had shown up even with Cole Anthony on the court. This is an offense that ranks 50th in the country in terms of offensive efficiency, if it doesn't drastically improve, it'll be the worst offensive team Roy Williams has had since that NIT season you referenced earlier. So I guess anything for North Carolina right now, any schedule would be tough sledding. But if you're looking for a bit of optimism, let's say it really is six weeks. That takes us to January twenty eighth. That means North Carolina would play one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games in this stretch without Cole Anthony. Well, there's only two games against top 60 Kenpom teams in that stretch. Um, it's, it's, it's Wednesday's game at Gonzaga. Which now you're just trying not to lose by 30 probably, mm-hmm. and it's uh, an NC State game on January 27th, which is right up against that that six uh, week window. In between, I mean, I, I'll just you went through the names. I'll go through the Ken Palm numbers: 115, 84, 94, 73, 173, 62, 87, 35. They don't get Duke till February. They don't get Florida State till. February 3rd. They don't get Duke till February 8th. They don't get Virginia till February 15th. They don't get Louisville till February 22nd. They don't get Duke again until March 7th. So their ACC schedule, by coincidence, I assume, is just really backloaded. And if you're looking for a reason to be just a little bit optimistic in these uh, pessimistic times, if you're a North Carolina fan, it's that um, if your schedule was flipped and you had to play it in reverse, boy, you'd be it's over. You got no, it's over.
0: Yeah. They'd be done. Yeah.
1: They'd be done. You can't, you could not manage a 10 game stretch of Florida state, Duke, uh, Virginia, Louisville, Duke again, you, you wouldn't get out of that alive, but because it is relatively light, um, over the next six weeks, they can maybe survive it. And I say that while recognizing, I know they just lost at home to Wofford. And if you can lose at home to Wofford, you can lose literally every game I just referenced, but you, you, But it's more manageable than it otherwise could be. It's about the best case schedule scenario you could have right now if you're uh, if you're North Carolina getting ready to replace Cole Anthony uh, with a walk on. And I should say K.J. Smith is not just like some walk on like, you know, like it's Kenny Smith's son for whatever that's worth. But he still is technically uh, a walk on who, you know, played 26 minutes um, against Wofford that was the most minutes he's played in his career but you know he's still only averaging right now you know 0.8 points per game he was playing less than 5 minutes per game before the Cole Anthony injury, so you know, take you know, just that's the context. You can do with it whatever you want.
0: Yeah, and you know, you mentioned the uh, the corresponding Ken Palm rankings of that schedule. Offered, obviously is lower than all of them. It's at 126 right now. Uh, the closest is UCLA on a neutral court environment at 115. We'll see. I will note um, Armando Baycott's been. Uh, Pretty much about what uh, UNC was hoping he would be. He's been a solid freshman. I mean, I think Armando has been clearly a top 20 freshman in college basketball to this point in the season. So credit to him for for playing well. And I think, you know... The height of UNC is going to be have to what have to be what it relies on, but Garrison Brooks has to be playing better than he has been as of late. He's right alongside Baycott there on that front line, and then Leaky Black, if, you know, for him to get back into, we sometimes do get to talk about Leaky Black on this podcast. This will sometimes be one of those we times. talk about it. that's right. Sometimes, so if he can get back and be more productive as well, I think that's going to be critical there. But you know, the ball, you know, is always in Cole Anthony's hands and as one person close to the Carolina program told me in October um you know if Cole I'm going to paraphrase here but it was basically thank god we have Cole Anthony on this team this season because if we didn't I don't know how we'd score and I don't know how we'd even make threes and that has largely proved to be true Carolina is shooting 28.7% from three-point range, it's, uh, and it's and it's 44.6 from two. That's not that better. It's also terrible from the foul line, 63% as a team. That all ranks in the bottom third in college basketball collectively there. We're not used to seeing North Carolina be this bad. Not only that, I mean, at its current rate, this will be by far and away in the history of Roy Williams' career as a coach, not just at Carolina. His worst three-point shooting team, his worst two-point shooting team, and and one of his worst, not the worst. Uh, he had a bad uh, Carolina team, uh, 2013, 2014. That was that was horrendous from the foul line. But uh, from the stuff that matters when when the clock uh, isn't stopped, twos and threes, uh, that's where you have the concern because it was like that already with Anthony. Maybe you can have some slight upticks, maybe, but I'm not seeing it. And so that's why I'm not trying to be so al- parish. I'm not trying to be alarmist, but come on, team is six and four, and. Has a horrendous has a horrendous net rating at this point. Tough schedule ahead. No Cole Anthony. It just it's it stands to reason that it's not just going to be a long season, but without him, how many games are they going to be able to win? How much are they going to be able to bump up? And you know the quadrant numbers are already bad. So if you're Carolina, yeah, like the, making the NCAA tournament is, or you know not being able to do that is a legitimate threat at this point. Let me just uh, before I volley it back to you. Right now, Carolina. In terms of its quadrant numbers, it is—it hasn't won. It has not even won a quad one game at this point. No, it's one and three against quad one, one and zero oh, quad two, one and one quad three. It's you know, and, and the strength of schedule, which is solid, is is weirdly wound up hurting it because it hasn't been able to get those victories.
1: Um, the other thing it does is rob us of the chance to see Cole Anthony this weekend in person. But more than that, allow Cole Anthony the opportunity to play a college basketball game in Las Vegas, where his father obviously starred Mm. for uh, UNLV. Uh, You know, it wasn't going to be inside the Thomas and Mac Center. That would have been a neat little thing to see Cole Anthony inside Thomas and Mac. But it is going to be in Las Vegas, and now um, he'll be watching, you know, probably not sitting not far from us.
0: Yeah, I know. That's actually – I hadn't even considered that, Parrish, but that's a – That's a valid point there. You know, obviously, Greg Anthony, UNLV, one of the more entertaining teams in college basketball history, and now he won't be on the floor for that. Um, We'll, you know, we'll, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more on Cole because we're going to, you know, we'll podcast from Vegas. Uh, I think we're planning to do it actually a couple of times while we are out there. Uh, So maybe we'll have more context to this discussion. We'll preview that game more and going to be able to be at uh, at practice, et cetera, et cetera. But how about this? Yeah. Gonzaga. UNC, you know, we'll do another proper Wednesday podcast here, but we'll just dodge that game on that podcast. Let's just touch on this real quick here. Um, Right now, this, you know, I'm interested to see what the line will be because uh, Ken Palm hasn't adjusted for it yet as we record this podcast here in real time. It's got Gonzaga with an eight-point home win that obviously I would have to think is accounting even for Cole Anthony being in the lineup. Uh, I would guess, let's guess the line. I would guess that now Gonzaga's going to be Parish, I'm going to say Gonzaga is going to be a twelve and a half point favorite at home. And my ultimate, uh, my forecast on the final score here, I'll say Gonzaga like eighty-five. Parish, I don't think it's going to be close. I, you know, I'd love to be wrong. Give us something interesting to talk about. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. I think Gonzaga is going to win like eighty-five to sixty-one.
1: Yeah, I, before you said twelve and a half, the number I had in my head was twelve. Okay, like Gonzaga yeah. minus twelve and yeah i mean if you told me you know 8161 i mean that's you know yeah th- th- I, th- I don't know I-, I don't know what we've seen recently to make us think north carolina is going to go to gonzaga and be competitive like like per- like even north carolina is going to go to gonzaga and be cons- competitive with Cole anthony was something we probably needed to talk about but but without Cole anthony I don't – what have we seen lately to make us think that's happening?
0: Nothing. In fact, how about this? In Gonzaga's four losses, here are its totals. 64-49-47-64. Average, 56.0 points per game. Now you're going on the road against one of the best teams in college basketball. Still plenty good defensively. Offense is where Gonzaga has its forte there. Um that's just a ton to ask of this team And you don't have your starting point guard uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thinking 20-plus point win here uh, For Gonzaga, which, you know it, Is looking to have, it's not its final Non-conference game, but it's its final major Non-conference game, and it's looking to you know Put an exclamation point on the heels of winning At Washington, at Arizona And now gets UNC coming in
1: You know, North Carolina isn't playing nearly As fast as it did last season Or as fast as it usually does um, But still, like, they're it's not in Roy's DNA to just try to slow the game down, and so you're going to play a high possession game with Gonzaga, and you don't have Cole Anthony. Like you just you can't score enough to win. I mean, I, that is as simple as it gets. They cannot score enough to to be to certainly to beat Gonzaga. Um, I can't imagine they can score enough to be competitive with Gonzaga. But given the way that this season is gone,
0: like let's just let's just state the obvious. Like North Carolina probably goes to Gonzaga and wins the game. That would be if that happened, Parish. I... It's not It's not Stephen F. Austin over Duke, but that's a top three win of the season if that were to happen, unquestionably, given the way that... If you've watched Carolina on offense, I mean, it's been horrendous, and it looks alien. It looks weird. You've already stated the reasons why it's been like that, but you just don't see a Roy Williams team that's not even this good at shooting. They don't even like taking a lot of threes at this point. Now, maybe that's smart because they don't have the personnel to do it, but... Here we are, man. Uh, you know, Another star is out. It sucks. Uh, Cole, An- Cole Anthony was supposed to be this season's Trey Young in terms of both volume and and value to his team, but you know also the guy in college basketball. And maybe we look at the end of February, and that's the case. He's come back. He's been awesome. They go on a seven-game win streak, and they're right back in the tournament mix. But as it stands right now, uh, he's not that. And you know the Player of the Year race on a whole, uh, it's it's kind of a toss-up going forward. So uh, this is a major bummer for Carolina. And you know what we have here isn't totally unusual. If you want to call Kentucky, Duke. Uh, UCLA, Kansas, Indiana, North Carolina, and then maybe throwing if you want you know, those are the traditional blue bloods. And then if you know, if you're a Louisville fan, you want to be involved in that. I, I get what you're saying, but in general, you notice that these programs. Only Duke and Kansas. even Duke didn't dodge in the mid 90s, and Kansas has, I believe, the longest consecutive NCAA tournament streak going. Um, it's why, if you're Mark Fewen at Gonzaga and you've made it 20 plus straight years to the NCAA tournament, or you're Bill Self at Kansas, you do it. It's impressive because just sometimes stuff like it's it's you can't keep everything at bay all the time almost across the board, and now it looks like you know UNC's card might be up this season. Might. Not definitely, but I, I tend to believe. I'm going to predict right now, right here. I just don't think this team's going to have enough. I think it will miss the NCAA tournament.
1: It's obviously less than ideal, but it can also create opportunities for other people. One obvious person is K.J. Smith. The other, if he can get healthy and back on the court, the little homie Leaky Black. This could be a big opportunity for Leaky Black to make his his imprint on college basketball. Fingers crossed. I hope it happens. I would like to talk about him sometime. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Terry M. F. Antigua. He's a legend. Shouts to Larnell. And please, go subscribe to the Ion ba- uh, College Basketball Podcast via Apple Podcast. Rate it favorably. Give us a five-star review. Uh, write some nice words. And we will, like Norlander said, be back on Wednesday to talk about, I don't know, we'll figure that out between now and Wednesday. We will answer some mailback questions. Till then, take care.